another episode of the CD McCollum Show. We're recording and recording from New Orleans. Uh, it's been very cold here. Super, super cold. I think it's been cold everywhere, but exceptionally cold here. What, what kind of like cold it. we dealing with? Uh, we had 20s and 30s, which is... Oh, that is cold for New Orleans. Yeah. Um, my wife had to cover the pipes. Yeah. All of that stuff. You got to run water because it'll freeze. And the city is 20s. just not built for cold. No, that's like what cold. it's like in New York. Yeah, we didn't get snow, but it was so cold that school were canceled for a lot of people. Bridges were shut down. Yeah, because the South uh, doesn't know how to handle cold. They have no idea how to handle the cold. And yeah, we're still out here hooping like nothing is, nothing is going on outside. <laughs> and I love it. It's winter time. It's that yeah. time of year. Um, yeah. Actually, it, it, it's an interesting time of year because um, what are we at? What is today? January twenty second. It's my brother's birthday today. Shout out to my big brother. Happy thirty sixth birthday. Ah, three six. Happy birthday. Over the over the thirty five mark. Mid now late thirties. He's joined my club. Us elders. Illustrious, illustrious club. <laughs> it's an illustrious club. Uh yeah. So end of January. January is always like an interesting time in the NBA, right? Um. Yeah. Past it's, past the holidays, it's gearing up. We're at the midway mark, and the trade deadline is February eighth. So mm-hmm. around the corner. How, like, what's this time like for you guys? It's stressful at times, um, especially when you're younger and you're learning the game and you're trying to find your way. You're craving stability. You're craving playing time. You have aspirations of making money in this league, and you understand that change is inevitable. At some point, like it's going to happen or something's going to happen, but you don't know what. And I think the uncertainty can drive you crazy at times. And I think for us, you know, as a, as a franchise, as an organization, we're a young team. We have a lot of young talent, a lot of draft picks, and there's obviously rumors about some of our players. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that sense of if we just keep winning, like what happens? And there's that sense of some things are just going to happen. There's nothing you can do about it. And I think for me as a veteran, it's about having those conversations throughout the year. And, you know, I've had them in the past and we'll have some more this season about just understanding that you can only control what you can control and that if you are involved in rumors, that means you have value. And that's an important thing to have in this league um, is to be coveted by more than one team. And the other part of it is just kind of preparing mentally, preparing the people around you that something could happen. And kind of getting your affairs in order. I think it's better to be proactive than to be reactive in this business and in this sport. So, oh yeah, in life, I, yeah, and in, yeah, because life will life you. And <laughs> I think for me, it's this. I do the same thing every year. I put my agent in my favorites. I start turning my phone ringer ringer on, and oh. I don't really read a lot of the articles and stuff. But um, I'm just paying attention a little bit more than I normally would. When do you start that? Like when 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 did you turn your ringer on? Because that's a that's a choice. Uh, actually, a couple of days ago, I turned my ringer on. Okay. Uh, and I mean, I still turn on after a certain time. It's like, whatever it is, it is, I'm going to sleep. But leaving on a little longer now, favorites has is, is, uh, been adjusted properly. Yeah. Add my agent in there. But um, I think it's just important that you focus on the controllables. Like, you can't control getting traded. You can't control rumors. You can't control anything but how you prepare for the game and how you react to how you play in the game. And I think that's the the mindset and the focus. And that's where it has to be for us. We're a good team. Uh, we're climbing. We're getting better. 
and there's going to be rumors surrounding our team and our players because we have talent. We have players who are expiring and we have players who are in position to make money, like lots of money very soon. So there's a, there's a lot of discussions around our team right now and other teams. And I think it's cool to see how players react to it. Like DeJounte Murray hitting game winners and hmm. being involved in trade rumors like D'Angelo Russell averaging like 28, yes. six and six on 55, 52 and right. 90 over his last five. Like some players respond well to it and some players don't. Yeah. I mean, and, and the, the spotlight on a guy like D'Angelo Russell on a team like the Lakers, like he's, he's going on, I mean, he scored yeah. 30 last night. And then, you know, everybody's talking about how it looked like he had a sad face on, in, on the bench because people are just, you know, the thing about like, trade deadline, free agency is, you know, it's the transactions have really picked up in terms of fan interests. You know, um, fans love the transaction talks and where guys can be going. And you've said that you're not really paying attention to the articles, but like, how do you, how do you feel like all of that noise and chatter affects a locker room? Because you said, you know, as a veteran player who has been traded, who happens to be the president of the Players Association, have, do you have do you seek out people to kind of talk to and tell them, hey, this is a time you should put your ringer on, you should you know have your agent and your favorites, you know, ha- or have people approached you given that you are such a savvy vet and been around and seen a lot? I think it's a combination. When I first got traded, like players would ask me about the process on the team. Even after Kyra left, you know, we kind of have, you know, some conversations and coaches is big on, you know, talking, talking through situations, talking through what's happening. Um, and the biggest thing is to be a pro. Like, you have to be a pro every day in terms of your preparation, how you show up for work, when you show up, because that matters. And if you have a good track record and you're known for doing things in a certain type of way, your value will increase around the league so that. Sometimes you're getting traded to a situation that may be better for you, right? You, you may be getting more minutes, more playing time, more opportunity, or they have more money to, to compensate you down the road. So I think you have to look at it as two ways. Sometimes it's a blessing in disguise and you have to embrace that. And the other part of it is, like you said before, the discussions that I have with certain guys is just like, make sure you're talking to your agent. Make sure you're having constant dialogue with your agent and communicating effectively as to how you're feeling and what you're hearing and make sure they're doing the same thing because I'm sure they're having conversations with front office and I'm sure they're having conversations with other teams just in general. And you need to kind of know what it looks like for you and what the options could be. Um, I think that's yeah. extremely important. And if there's something that you like as a player, you need to make sure you speak up on that as well. So your agent can reiterate right. that to other franchises and your current franchise. And I say that to guys that are on my team and otherwise, because they are in the business of doing what's best for you. You need to make sure that they, that they are your agent. Like he needs to yeah. make sure that he or she has a great understanding of what you want to accomplish out of your career and where you're at currently in your career. Right. Cause we talk about like, this is a business. Sometimes it's out of your control, but as you said, making sure you're planting the seeds, expressing what you do want. That's the way that you can control things in a way, because you have no idea if you're, you know, if you want to go to Salt Lake City, for 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 instance, that's your that's where your family lives. But like Park City, <laughs> but like you know, your agent's not thinking about that, or Salt Lake's not really in the mix of of people really talking. But you mention something to your agent, and they have a conversation. Plus, like you know, I mean, 
I have an agent too, but uh, it's a little different. Obviously, I don't have like a trade deadline, but there's there's something to the agent business because we're all kind of pawns in a in a game, if you will, because there's 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 all types of different leverage involved when you're you know, making trades and deals um, involving people. And when you have a bunch of people that you represent, um, you know, like, hey, I have these two people as my clients. Like, you know, let's try to work something out or I have a nice relationship. There's all these like back channels of um, these conversations going on because that's what this time is. It's like who, like which agents, GMs are having the most conversations going out of their way to like have those relationships, like that's their job. Um, and it's some, that's why your job is to be on the court and playing and their job is to building these connections and seeing what, you know, like what kind of deals work. Um, now all of that there's on the other side, there's like family involved and, you know, there's, there's a whole life outside of, you know, basketball. Like how does this time affect just, like your personal side. Yeah. I mean, it affects everything. And I think you talked about the human aspect of being a player. If, or when you get traded, it shifts lots of things, right? You live in a house, you got to find a new house. You probably start off in an apartment or a hotel. Although it's very nice. It's in a unfamiliar territory. Like when I yeah. got traded in New Orleans, I didn't know how to get anywhere. I didn't know how to get to the arena. I walked into this movie King and I was like, which, where's the home locker room? You know what I mean? Like right. you, you take the little things for granted. Like I didn't know where anything was at. You don't know anybody's name. And it's like a mid-season trade. I try to tell people all the time. It's like, we live a, a great life. This is a great job, but I'm not complaining about it. But imagine you work somewhere for eight years and on a random Tuesday, you get shipped either across the country or just to a, a state that you have frequented before, but like have never like lived in. It's like all- literally the furthest place from Portland. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's like a four and a half hour flight, Um, completely different culture, like all those things. But like, I mean, in general, imagine you you, you work a desk job, right? Like you work for State Farm and State Farm sends you from the West Coast to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Shout out to my guy, Dane. It's just different. Like you you have some adjustments you need to make. The next day. The next day. Like you have like 48 hours to report. Like, right. <laughs> so imagine they tell you, like, get your stuff together. You're going to take right. your book bag, a suitcase or two. Because the season's still going on. You're playing a game within 72 hours. You got to pass a right. physical unless they waive it. And you're yes. playing a game within 72 hours. You're living out of a suitcase no matter what because you got to ship your stuff. You got to get a rental car until you can ship your car. If you had a chef, now you're figuring out all that stuff, figuring out food, meals. Let's not talk about well, now, kids. Well, now we get into first world problems. But, yeah, like, but no, the, ki- great the kids problems, <laughs> Kids. Yes. schooling and if well, you, you're in new york you know what it's like like finding a good school for your kids you have to get in early and jacoby and ride was the just born when you were when you were traded yeah i got traded um jacoby was three weeks old and some three change weeks old. i left on his after his four-week appointment i said i can't fly until after his four-week appointment so i went to his four-week appointment and then i was on a plane at three o'clock to yeah. fly to new orleans i landed at 12 30 I got to my hotel at 1.20 and I played in a 6 p.m. game against the Miami Heat the next day. Yeah. Didn't know any plays. <laughs> I was learning like all the plays and stuff. It was wild, but I mean, it's cool, but it's different. And you have to be willing to adapt, willing to change. I think the communication is important because significant other, kids, wife, whatever you have, family, like 
you're uprooting them and taking them from one place and dropping them into another. I had to figure out what I would do with my dog. Right. It was a, it was a lot. It was a, I remember like, that time. Yeah, it was, a, it was a beast. But I made it and we're happy here. We're thankful to be in New Orleans and looking forward to making great impact. Yeah, it's an interesting time. Like, how, like, how does that work in terms of coming into a system and then just jumping on a court? Because, um, you know, I had uh, the Knicks game recently, um, right after OG got traded, and basically, like, all the conversation was like, I don't know anything that's going on that OG said. He goes, I don't even know who I'm, you know, training with. Like, I don't know what my warm up time is. I'm just people just telling me which direction, when to go. Um, is that like, how, how does that work for you? You just assign someone as soon as you get there and then they kind of chaperone you <laughs> through the first few days? Yeah, basically after, before shoot around, you're walking through plays. They give you like five sets. Like we're going to walk over like five basic sets. But the cool part about the NBA is that we all run similar plays, just different names. So once you see it, you're like, oh, okay, that's our, we call it basic rub in New Orleans, but that's one fist when I was in Portland. Mm-hmm. We call, we call it a way, they call it touch. Right. We call it motion, they call it elbow. So like once you see it, you're like, oh, that's just this. You call it spread, we call it open. Like it's the same stuff, just different terminology. So once you learn the terminology, or you can just, I just follow players. I'm like, okay, Z's going to the short, uh, JV's high. Okay, we're in spread. Okay. We're in auto. Auto is through the trail. I'd be like, through the trail, throw it through Nerd. Nerd takes it to the backside. In New Orleans, we just call it backside. So it's like you start to figure it out. Like, it took me like three games because I'm like, one fist. They're like, what is one fist? I'm like, oh, my bad, basic rub. <laughs> so it's like I'm saying like old plays. And then like right. kind of, you just kind of figure out the lingo and terminology. Yeah. Even to this day, I'll say the wrong thing and be out looking at me. And I'll be like, screen, just rubs. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like you right. forget. You Fill forget. in the blank. You, you, yeah, you get you, it. Tell them you want a ball screen, whatever you call it. <laughs> Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. 
So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Maybe I was overcomplicating it in my head now that you say that, but at the same time, you're also getting to know the different personalities, like in the middle of the season. I mean, this is so February 8th. Like I said, it's past the halfway point. There's whatever, whether you're struggling or not, you're still in a type of routine. I mean, right. um, just to think about something that happened this year, you know, when, when this was at the beginning of the season, when James Harden was traded to the Clippers, we saw that like kind of awkward video, him walking into the locker room. Um, you know, Terrence Mann sitting there and, you know, Staring like, everyone's... but they said he had already spoke to him, but he okay. was looking at him like, you coming here to take my minutes. Right. <laughs> thanks for, <laughs> but, thanks for bringing us behind the curtain. But that's for, you know, for the people who are not in the know, that was like a peek into, I guess it is kind of like, you know, they're just like us. They have awkward interactions. <laughs> first day of school jitters. Like that's, you know, it, like when you, why well, we I'm sure you were fine walking into as like a veteran walking into that Pelicans locker room, but maybe like thinking back when people were traded to Portland, like was there ever any time without needing to say any names, just like vibes were strange, just getting used to new faces in the locker room? After trade is made and you get new faces in the locker room, it's definitely first day of school vibes or like transfer portal vibes where you're trying to gauge the personality. And it's always funny because you have this understanding of what you think a player is like based on seeing them from afar, like interacting with the minimal. And then they become a person you see every day. So you really get to kind of figure them out and see what they're like. And it's always interesting to ask players like, what do you think about me before I was traded to your team? What do you think about me now? And then like I ask some of my teammates the same thing when we get a new player in. And it's just cool to kind of see how like, the personality slowly starts to develop. They start to get more comfortable around you. They start to laugh more, joke more. But at the, in the beginning, everybody is kind of to themselves. They don't really speak a lot unless you're super, super outgoing. You don't really talk a lot and you kind of just remain super low key and quiet. And you only ask questions like, where should I eat at around here? Uh, where is the nearest Rite Aid? Oh, Walgreens, uh, right. Wally's World, if you're a Walmart person. I'm a big CVS guy. So like, where's CVS? Um, what schools are around here if you got kids what parks are close if you got kids are there any dog parks if you got a dog just asking those types of questions and then normally you gravitate towards um, players who are similar to you like age wise kid wise music wise you kind of find something and then you kind of see everybody kind of click up where like the young 20s hang with the young 20s the mid 20s yeah. the mid 20s 30s like me and Larry pushing strollers together, you know what I'm saying? Like walking our kids. So you kind of like figure out like your age group, if you will. Right, right. Yeah, because this is the range. You know, I'm being called ma'am a lot these days when I go into locker rooms. I'm like, I can't. I used to be the young one, CJ. I used to be the young one. You come from um, the South, they'll be like, what's up, baby? <laughs> baby no it's it's ma'am and i just that that hits real hard that goes deep i'm like no please don't it's just it's just proper etiquette right like to be respectful yeah i guess but ma'am is like you know there's elder deep in that you know it's just (laughs) ma'am or madam which one is which one is worse madam is kind of cool like that's a throwback i I don't know i would you know there'd be a story behind someone calling me a madam ma'am is just 
like, but it's true. I'm dang near 20 years older than some of these kids. I mean, Definitely. young men. 2005 babies in the league now, right? Oh, that's, yeah, I, that's 19. Yeah, I was in college. All right, we're not going there. Let, we're not going to go down that road. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Allstate. <clears throat> ESPN Tournament Challenge is here. And guess what? I'm doing my bracket right now. Making picks, predicting upsets, winning my bracket group, and leaving my old life as a part-time voice actor behind. Hey, you never know. And if I can do it while recording this awesome commercial, you can too. Anyone can bracket. Download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to play the number one bracket game. Presented by Capital One. All right, so interesting time, trade deadline. Obviously, in between now and trade deadline is rivalry week. And, um, you know, it's the whole week. I have um, a couple rivalry games in, but they're really kind of, it feels like rivalry players. Um, I mm. have the Mavs and Suns. I think a lot of people kind of love the heated battle between Luca and, and Book. They got a battle? You, you, had- you've seen the memes. You've seen the memes. But, like, would you really say that that's a rivalry? And then... I think like maybe one of the purest rivalries because there's really no rivalries like there used to be because just it's just not how the league is anymore. There also used um, to be only eight teams, so you're playing the same teams over and over again. Yeah, so it's easy to have a rivalry. Yeah, but and then that, that's just not how fans work these days. That's not how young people consume the league. Young right. people are like they're into players, and then then they're into fans, uh, or into teams. So I so the other game I have is Jokic versus Embiid. That's that to me is a rivalry, but it's a very current rivalry. It's a very like what's happening now, pulse of the league rivalry because you know uh, former MVP versus current MVP, still atop the MVP race. Two bigs, um, you know, could argue like most dominant best player who it who is it um you know Embiid got the best of Jokic you know last week I think it was and then told him post game you're the best player in the league after, uh, after he got the best of that's a sick line that's what I'm saying that is Need like say, Troel Embiid at his yeah. finest I just love watching you play man you're unstoppable you're all these things take this out take this out but that's <laughs> take this out I mean back he's with you. I think Doc said it perfectly Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid is a better offensive player. Yeah. Right? Like, he has everything in terms of scoring. Like, I'm just talking about scoring the basketball. Three-level score, back to the basket, trade balls, free throws, draws the fouls, all that stuff. Joker's the best player in the NBA right now. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's hard to get a different answer from players around the league in terms of who's the best player. It's not biased because everybody's saying the same thing. Right. 
Right. And we're guarding saying the same thing. Him, and we're scheming against him. And we all yeah. think the same thing. That means it's probably true. Because he's so strong. Right. Like what makes it other than his genius in his ability to like manipulate the game in more ways than one. And maybe that's the reason. Like, why do you think he's the best player in the league? I think it's combo because he gets the most out of his teammates, right? Like he can beat you scoring. All right, you gonna play me one on one? All right, I'll beat you scoring tonight. Oh, you gonna double me? I'll beat you passing tonight. Oh, I'm just gonna get rebounds tonight. Tonight I'm gonna take five shots and we're still gonna win. Like he can win in so many different ways. He's a student of the game. He thinks the game. And I think the the most underrated part of his game. First of all, his defense has improved a lot since I played against him when he was a little younger. Lateral movement smarts flicking at the ball they can blitz he can blitz some he can sit in the drop some he's sitting in the mid drop he can late red which is the late switch but his conditioning like they joke about him just partying on summer riding horses and stuff he may not touch no. the ball but he's right. working out like he's conditioning he's lifting because the way he was running that floor in denver with altitude and i'm in great shape i'm not going to too right. but i'm in elite i'm in like elite shape he was sprinting so fast in that altitude. And we were looking at each other like, what? The it's <laughs> like, also maybe a blessing in disguise that he went to Denver because all he knows is playing in altitude. They were running. They were all running fast. Like they were running fast. We were running slow for sure. Like it affected us. But the way he was moving, <laughs> I was like, wow. Like this is to be that skilled and be able to run that fast <laughs> and be that strong. <laughs> right. <laughs> and be that big. He's doing all of that. It was impressive. It was really impressive. But I think that's an underrated part of his game is the condition to be yeah. an engine of an offense when you need to be an engine of the offense. I mean, it's not surprising anymore, like how good he is, but I feel like it it hits harder with players playing Jokic because it's just he does things. It's just like, really? <laughs> like, really? That like, yeah. are you serious, Jokic? But He's at the same monster. time, do you feel like <clears throat> when it comes to Embiid, how how much he goes to the free throw line and how he uses the free throw line to his advantage kind of gets held against him. Yeah, I think it does at times, but the skill is the skill. Right. Being able to draw it's a foul the game. is a skill. It's a part of the game, but it's also like he's so good at basketball. Like if you just watch yes. him, yes, he has guard moves, guard skills, has he pull-ups, triple threat, three-level score, finishing the paint. He's shooting like 52% on long mid-range shots. Like he leaves right. the league in like attempts from long mid-range and percentage. Like he is so good and gifted so offensively. Good. And to think like how he started his career, like at 16, 15, 16, mm-hmm. to where he's at now skill-wise, it's right. it's unbelievable. He may go down as the most skilled big man to ever touch a basketball because wow. of his three-level score. And like this is no disrespect to the OGs that played before us, but those seven footers weren't in B. They didn't have like ducking ability to to dunk on you, do jump. It's evolution. And, it's not like, disrespect. It's evolution. He, he can do the hooks and everything, footwork, but he also can play like he can play a mid range game where he he plays like in that mellow fifteen feet logo. He can operate the logo. He can pick and pop and shoot threes. He got handle. Like that's we ain't seen that before. We ain't never seen that. May not ever see it again. Not in a seven foot, whatever, whatever amount of wood he's, he's, he's walking around with. Right. Right. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, um, 
that game is in Denver in the altitude. We'll see how like how Al Jokic and uh, Embiid face off on that rivalry game. We also have the Lakers and Clippers. That's a rivalry just because they're both in L.A. But I, I don't really want to talk about them in terms of being a rivalry. I more so want to talk about the Clippers and like what have you noticed about what's working well for them right now? I think it's a combination of things. Comfort. They went from trying to figure things out, right, where they're sharing, they're sharing, everybody's kind of sharing to, like, James, here, here's the ball, run the mm. offense. Shoot when you feel like it, pass when you feel like it. James is a really good basketball player. He's smart. So he is a system. He's definitely a system. He may not be the system See? the world wants him to be, but he is absolutely a system. So and I you, thought were, it was you funny. were fine with his comments. I, I wasn't fine with the comments because I think it was it was the right words, <laughs> wrong time. timing. Like yeah, it wasn't yeah, the yeah. right time for him to say that, considering what he went through. Considering, yeah. you know, they talked about James, how he comes into training camp sometimes. Like I don't think it was the right time to say that, but he's not lying, and his systems shift. Like he can be a scoring system, and not that he needs to be anymore. Not that it's the same, but he's been a scoring system. He's been an assisting system where he's going, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just go lead the league and assist. And he's been right. at both where I score and I assist. But right. the Clippers, it's like, I'll get 15 to 18. I don't really have to score. I'll get eight to 10 assists a night. And I'll hit big shots when we need to. And PG will go off some nights. Kawhi will go off some nights. And we'll win games. Normal play great off the bench. And Russ is finding his, like, his moments too. Yeah, but I think that the turning... The key moment in their season was Russ deciding that he would go to the bench. Yeah. Yeah. That was the key because that gave James the the license to have the ball. Russ gets to play with the ball in the second unit. And they can get PG or Kawhi out first and let them, let them one of those guys play with the bench unit with, with Norm and all those guys. So that was the key, I think, that unlocked their team. And then obviously T. Lou, he's also a system. Right. Right. Yeah, he's a system yeah. too. That's, that's fair. Um, all right. I just want to, I want to wrap this up with another hot team, the Suns. Um, you know, I, I, like as we're recording right now, uh, on the 22nd, they I mean, they, they won five straight, um, and you know, consecutive games, Booker scores 52 against, sorry, <laughs> you guys. And then the Durant, 52. And and then Durant scores 40 against the Pacers. You have to say 52 twice, all right. I, sorry, I really didn't. That was out of pocket, but I did. And then the, and they're just, they're, they seem to be finding their rhythm. What did you see playing against the Suns, and how good do you think they can be if they stay healthy? Health is the key for a lot of teams, especially for them with the way their offense is constructed. It's built around the big three with shooters. So you got big three shooters, Nurk. Nurk's a good passer, good roller, interior presence, can play some drop, can play some press defense where he's at the level. But the pressure that Book, KD, and Brad put on the defense with getting downhill, pick and rolls, post-ups, isos. Imagine like Book comes off, your big's at the level, Pocket pass the Nurk, and then on the weak side it's Brad, KD. Right. right. So it's swing to Brad. Uh, one more to KD. Oh, by the way, Grayson Allen leads the league in three point percentage. He's also out there. So like the swing swings on rotation on the backside is shooter 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 every time until they sub, right. and then it's like shooter shooter slasher. So that spacing is a is a big big issue for a lot of teams because they got players that can find matchups and play in space. 
Yeah. Um, look, this is what people expected them to be at the start of the season. And now, you know, they're starting to figure it out, starting to hit shots. They're, we'll, we'll see if they can continue to find their groove. Um, lastly, let's just finish off with a quick Pelican brief. What's just, you know, the state of you guys right now? How, how are you feeling? Um, you know, you were heading in the right direction. Now that we're at the halfway mark, what's your evaluation? I think we're in a really good space. Um, being fifth in the West right now, considering the circumstances that we went through, uh, with three games, three, three days in between games before we play Utah, um, I like it. I think there's obviously room for improvement. We've been a top 10 defense all year. We've been a 10 to 17 offense, and there's some things we can improve on for sure in terms of our spacing, our rotations, our play calling, ability to kind of make decisions down the stretch. We, we gave away three games this season that I felt like we really should have won, probably 95 to 97% win probability. So that's on us to learn from it and, and allow it to not happen again the second half of the season. But, mm-hmm. I mean, we're tracking for 47 to 50 wins, depending on you know some of those coin flip back-to-backs. And if you take care of business against teams under 500, you should get there. So I, I'd say we're heading in a really good direction. Uh, our young players are getting experience. Uh, they're getting more comfortable, more confident. And our best players have been available throughout this season, which is really helpful. Right, right. Well, not just available, like – you guys are actually playing together. I know that's yeah. you're probably sick of hearing that stat, but that is like, that's the story for you guys yeah. because that's your team. The three of you guys leading the way and everybody else playing their part. Um, <laughs> Mommy duty cause. So I'll take away the sign. We appreciate everybody listening as always. Um, excited about the second half of, this, half of the season. Um, can't wait till all-star break. Although it's not really a break. Uh, we hope everybody has Not a for great you. week. Stay, stay warm, um, stay sane, and uh, I would I would implore everyone to meditate at some point this week. For me, just meditate. Cosine. It's a it's it's a beautiful thing for the mind and body. Have a great week. 